debate on whether cheerleading qualifies as a sport is ongoing. There is no doubt, however, that cheerleaders are athletes. In the Cheer Athlete Podcast, we'll dive into all things that may affect athletes who cheer. If you're interested in the sport of cheer, then this is a podcast for you. We'll talk with industry leaders and cheer enthusiasts who keep the sport of cheerleading progressing. I'm your host, Laura Turner, aka The Cheer PT, and I look forward to helping keep your your athletes healthy and safe and on the mat, ready to progress and hit zero at all times. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to The Cheer Athlete. Let's talk today about 2024 goals for our cheerleaders. Uh, If you're a cheerleader or cheer parent listening to this, this is for you. Cheer coaches, this is a great uh, way to help your cheerleaders have something to work towards. They can journal about this. They can reflect on this. Um, I have 24 different goals. This week, we're going to talk about uh, for cheerleaders. And then next week, I'm going to come on and talk about you for coaches. Um, So uh, if you're watching me on Zoom, and you're wondering why is my hair a mess and why am I in my warm clothes? Because I am doing what the number one goal uh, is for cheerleaders, and that is to prioritize prioritize physical fitness. When you're a business owner or you're a cheerleader and you're running around and you're super active, you may not always take the time to care for yourself. And that is really important. So for 2024, I want your number one goal to be prioritizing your physical fitness. This means adding in some cardiovascular exercise, doing your strength training and your flexibility exercises. It's well-rounded, can't just do one, can't just stretch and expect to be a better cheerleader. You can't just do strength work and expect to be a better cheerleader and avoid injuries. And you can't just do strength training and and stretching and expect that you're gonna be able to do a three minute routine without fatigue. So prioritize your physical fitness. And so what I did today, starting back into running and poof, it was rough, but we do slow and steady. Um, I also started a mobility routine and um, again, slow and steady, you've got to build and do it gradual because as you prioritize your own fitness and your own mobility and your strength and cardiovascular, you're going to feel better overall. Second is emphasizing proper nutrition. Um, it can be hard as you, if you're a kid or your parent and trying to get your kid to eat right. So it's hard to get their fruits and vegetables in. Um, but getting a nutritious diet helps to encourage better energy when they are going to practice. So they need to eat about 30 minutes before they go to practice. Um, it helps from their muscle recovery to get some good protein in, and it just helps with their overall well-being. Their insides function well. They poop. <laughs> I know that you yeah, this cheer podcast and like, let's not talk about that, but it's important because that's what helps keep our bodies functioning. Um, and if you train them right now, it's going to be better for them in the long run. Make sure they stay hydrated. Make sure they you're drinking enough water. General recommendations is eight, eight ounce glasses of water a day. I tend to recommend trying to drink half your body weight in water per day. Um, this can include a little bit of like Gatorade and stuff, but you want to avoid the, too much sugar and caffeine. So try to make those eight, eight ounce glasses or those the half your body weight and ounces of water um, to be water really more so. And then make sure you have that good Stanley cup to get you going. Um, I personally, I like the Hydro Flask. I haven't had a Stanley one, but Hydro Flask for me works great. I have a 40 ounce. I drink two of those a day and that's half my body weight. Um, I'm going to keep drinking that because that even, even as one of my goals is to drop my overall body weight, but trying to drink two of those a day really helps to keep things moving and um, keeps your joints and your muscles feeling good as well. 
making sure that you get su su sufficient rest, um, that you pick a bedtime and you go stick with it every night. Uh, rest is so important in recovery and our healing and our how our body responds in the day to day. You're gonna be better at doing your homework, you're better at uh, being more present at practice, and you're gonna um, improve your recovery and your overall health. Aim for that seven to nine hours. Kid, younger kids need more. They need like close to 10 hours. And if they miss that, it takes weeks to add up and, and make that up. So try to make that a regular routine. Um, along with eating the right kind of foods, be mindful, teach, teach the kids to be mindful about what they're eating. Uh, that, you know, that they are not, not mindful what they're eating, but when they're eating and how much they're eating and how do they feel when they're eating? Uh, you know, if they, um, if they are eating, you know, getting out of the vending machine and just eating junk, it's going to make them feel lousy. So practice, you know, how they feel when it, sometimes it's okay to eat chips, but do you feel good afterwards? Do you have energy or do you, if you have an apple and peanut butter, do you feel better? Um, and so just kind of paying attention to what it feels like when they eat emotionally, physically, um, you know, eating when they're hungry and, and not waiting until they're starving at the end of the day. Um, try to incorporate mental health practices. Um, this is number six. Uh, you want to, uh, you know, along with being mindful about how they're eating, uh, include some stress reduction activities, meditation. Maybe it's just finding some quiet time. Turn the radio off, turn the TV off, and just sit. That can be while they're eating. Um, but incorporate some of these into the day can help in the overall health and well-being of our athletes. And number seven is set realistic goals. Not everything is, is achievable. You know, if you don't have a handstand today, tomorrow, you're not going to throw a hand, a handspring or a full, like, let's be realistic, set appropriate performance goals, make it in steps and know that you're going to focus on one thing and build on that uh, over time. That's going to get easier and better. And you're setting a solid foundation so that one step is on top of the other. Yes, you can set five-year goals. You can set one-year goals. You know, we can have lofty goals that we're going to we're gonna get. You know, you want to go be a world's cheerleader? Great. That's a great goal, but it doesn't happen right away. And uh, if it is, where are their skill levels? Where's their body? And where are they mentally along that process? Try to encourage your cheerleaders to engage in cross-training. Somebody posted today about why cheerleaders are involved in softball. It happens during the off-season for high school. Um, it's something completely different, and it's a completely different team sport. That's going to carry over into your cheer team. Um, it will help your mobility in a different way than cheerleading will. Uh, and it's not just talking uh, softball, lacrosse, or Swimming, um, going for a run. These are all things that we don't do as cheerleaders and doing this cross training will help train our bodies. That helps prevent overuse injuries, actually makes them better athletes. Go look at Wayne Gretzky and search him because he was a three sport athlete and took time and did different things. And he was amazing. Make sure uh, number tip, uh, goal number nine is to include a good warm up and cool down into the, into their practices. If you're a coach, it's your responsibility to teach your kids to do a warm-up. They're not going to do it on their own. I don't care if they're in college. I don't care if they're, uh, you know, a newbie cheerleader and a three-year-old. Like, they need guidance, and they need to know 
what they need to do. You need to make sure they're doing them correctly. Make sure that you work in 10 minutes before practice and 10 minutes at the end of practice to do your stretches at the end of practice or do your conditioning. And that at the beginning of practice, it's structured. And that way they know everything is structured. They're going to go through this 10 minute dynamic warm up that's going to take their body through the motions they need to do and get them ready to then get into whatever the plan is for the day. Number 10, li listen to your body. So often uh, we just blow things off. We don't pay attention to how we're feeling. We don't listen to those little aches and pains and the, the stiffness or a soreness, but paying attention to when you're tired, if you have pain or discomfort, that you find the time to get some help and you find the way to get that corrected. One of the things that I teach all of my clients is how to tune into what your body's feeling when you're doing any activity, whether it's washing dishes, cheerleading, or doing your home exercise program. Listen to what it feels like and adapt accordingly. Sometimes it's just information. Um, developing healthy sleep habits. This is on top of having a regular sleep schedule. You know, make sure that you you find that time to go to bed at the right time. Make sure your environment is correct, that it's dark, that it's, there's not loud noises, that they're not falling asleep with a phone in the air. I'm guilty of it. You know, we, we, we all are, but if we can get into better habits, it'll make us feel better overall. Cheer coaches and parents, promote a positive body image. So many cheerleaders have really negative body image issues. Um, and instead of focusing on what do you look like in your uniform, focus on what can you do? You know, are you look at how you're jumping and you're stunting and you're tumbling and how strong you are and how you feel and how well you move as opposed to what you look like. Try to build supportive relationships, number 13. Um, create positive relationships with your teammates, with your coaches, with other support members and support networks. Sometimes it's good to have, and sometimes it is good to have friendships outside of cheer because they offer a different perspective when something doesn't go right at cheer. Limit the screen time. Another one, this whole list I could work on for sure. Uh, so I'm not saying they're easy, but these are just some ideas like, don't do, you know, not get through all of them, but pick one or two that you can work on. So limiting screen time. It's number 14. Pay attention. Your, your all phones these days will tell you how much screen time you've had for a week. Can you make it one minute less? You know, especially before bedtime, try to get better sleep with that. Um, and, and when can you shut down so that you can let your brain quiet? Be educated on nutrition. Know what the difference is between a carbohydrate, protein, and a fat. Um, the cheer doctor has had some great information about this recently and that, you know, definitely go check her out because we don't teach our kids, you know, the differences between healthy carbohydrates and crappy carbohydrates, whole grains, rice, beans. Those are great, healthy carbohydrates, potato chips, Doritos, ho-hos. <laughs> those are not such great carbohydrates. So know the difference between them. Same on proteins. Christmas time, I love prosciutto and salami, but it's not so great. Having some lean chicken and some lean fish that help that's much better protein. And beans, if you are not, you know, if you can't, if you don't, if you're vegetarian. Um, make sure you have regular health checkups. This is not only uh, you know, most cheerleaders are required to have a physical once a year. At my physical, my doctor looks at my blood pressure, my blood work listens to my heart, looks at my ears, sometimes does a female physical exam. She doesn't always watch me move. So I'd encourage you, 
have a regular movement checkup with your physical therapist um, and see, you know, what areas are, what, you know, are things declining and what can you do to help? Uh, maybe there's nothing, maybe everything is perfect and great. I haven't had to have a, you know, any, I'm not on any medication because I do my regular work. Um, and mobility is lacking. And that's an area that I've neglected. So make sure you have a regular movement checkup along with your health checkups. That'll also tell you if you're ready to get out and actually cheer. Those, those vital signs are super important before we get out to perform, but your movement health is just as important. Number 17, working on stress management. School, life, friendships, being a teenager, those are all things that add stress. Taking some time to do some deep breathing, train your body to, re to relax, releasing the tension, taking some quiet time out in nature, that can all help to reduce our stress. Number 18, prioritize recovery. Um, I, you know, so, much, so often we're on the go, quick, quick, quick. We are, you know, gotta get it next scale. We gotta do more. We gotta, we gotta push our stretch. But a lot of times it's just a matter of, we need to actually rest. You want to avoid an injury. You need that recovery time for your body to heal from the intense training sessions that you're doing. So during season, in intense competition season is not necessarily the time to go pushing yourself to learn something new. That's a time to prioritize your recovery, which means that sleep and water and relaxation time outside of practice. Number 19, participate in an injury prevention program. This incorporates all of this. Yeah, so this the injury prevention programs include learning uh, how you're moving, doing a good warm up, uh, learning how to prevent certain injuries, learning about certain injuries, like is back pain normal ever? You know, sometimes, Sometimes there's some stiffness that's, no, that's normal and sometimes there's not. And knowing what the difference is and educating ourselves can help to prevent those injuries from being catastrophic. Number 20, celebrate your achievements beyond your performance. We are all looking for hit zero, get the bid to worlds, get our bid to summit, get a bid to nationals. Um, but maybe it's more a matter of, hey, everybody showed up for practice today. Hey, Look how cohesively we came together. Hey, we actually got through our workouts um, and we are we are running through our team with less fatigue and we are really solid and doing we're strong. Those are bigger, bigger achievements that will carry over into lifetime as opposed to just get, you went out on the mat and did it. Yeah, that's great. We all remember the times that we hit and we didn't hit. But the achievements we make outside of that is what's what's going to carry over for life. Uh, stay number 21, stay up to date on health and wellness trends, um, incorporate evidence-based practices into your routine. I like this. There's also a lot of evidence. I, I do, uh, some, uh, movement techniques that are not necessarily studied and written into evidence yet, but they work amazing. You know, learning that a muscle could be inhibited and facilitated and we need to balance. Why are you tight? Finding ways to incorporate that. Uh, into your routine, like stretching and strengthening. And just staying in, informed on these trends, reading up on it can be helpful. Maybe you don't need to dive deep if you have no interest in the health and wellness aspect of it, but it will help you know what your body is doing. Number 22, encourage team accountability. It's not just a one person thing. The whole team needs to jump and pull together. So maybe um, you know, and we always do better if we support each other and we encourage each other, hold each other accountable to doing our workouts, to showing up on time, to getting our nutrition and, and, and 
making better health choices. Uh, 23, if you're in the Northeast, this you may not think of this this time of year, but it's important too, because as today the sun's out and we haven't had any snow here. So, um, but promoting sun safety, it's okay to be outside in the sun. Try to get like 10 to 20 minutes of unprotected sun time, but you want to limit it after that. We need to use sunscreen. We need to wear sunglasses, maybe wear a hat. If you have practice outside and you're performing outside, like the national college nationals coming up is outside, like encourage your children to have that sunscreen, make sure they're practicing that sun safety so that they don't get a sunburn when they go and perform that there's that, but also so they are healthy and they don't develop skin cancer down the road. This is something I wish I had learned when I was a teenager on my roof, putting baby oil on. We need to practice good sun safety. And uh, it's just getting more so now. Like, yes, we haven't had any snow here. The sun is very bright. Taking that 10 minutes outside helps you get vitamin D. But longer periods of time can lead to skin damage. And then number 24, the 24 goals of 2024 is reflect on your progress. Reflect on the progress that you made uh, every day, every week, every month and every quarter. Look at the progress you're making along the way. Look at the positive and where can you make course corrections? Um, I think it was a mind body cheer. Uh, Jeff Benson, I think just promoted today, you know, is talking or no coach, coach Zane um, about, you know, you can't make massive changes that are, that you don't want to be uncomfortable for. You have to, some, if you're going to make massive changes, it's going to be uncomfortable, but even a little change can be uncomfortable. Be, embrace that discomfort, and then celebrate your wins. Try to make small steps. You can't do it all in one day. You have to build it gradually. If you acknowledge what you've achieved today, it'll make tomorrow that much easier. I hope that's helpful. Again, these are 24 tips. You're not. It's impossible to work on 24 things all at once. once. Pick one, two, maybe three things that you want to work on this year and really focus on them. Take maybe a quarter you know, or maybe it's by month, you pick one thing per month, or two things that'll take you through the year. Um, but if you can, if you can set some goals, set some health goals that are not just performance based, that's going to encourage overall health, it's going to keep your cheerleaders healthy and on the mat, and willing and wanting to come in and and do more so that they um, are, are solid in their cheer practices, and they are feeling good along the way. I hope you have um, an amazing 2024. Stay tuned next week for my coach's goals for 2024. Um, and uh, if you found this valuable, please share it out. If you save this and can listen to it again so you can write down the different tips for goals. These are great tips for not only cheerleaders, but for you as well. Um, and work with your cheerleaders along with them as they keep progressing forward. If you'd like to work with me, you can reach me at Laura Turner at movebetterllc.com. If you want to have a free injury assessment or a free screen, not even injury, but free movement screen to see how you're doing and what's, what you're doing right, what you maybe need, need to add a little bit more into, send me an email and I'm happy to, you know, we can coordinate a time that we can look and see how you move um, and get you moving your best and your optimal for 2024. I wish you a very happy 2024. Thank you so much for listening and Let's keep cheering on our athletes to be the best that they can be on the cheer mat as well as off. Don't forget when in doubt, read it out, take life one step at a time. And 
As my friend Drew Kelleher said, you're responsible for your own vibes. Go make the day happen. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Cheer Athlete. If you enjoyed it, please remember to like, share, and review, because when you do that, it reaches more people. And if you have any comments, please leave them below. I look forward to having an ongoing discussion. To access our free guides for the, from the Cheer PT, we have a Healthy Day 7-Day Cheerleading Challenge and a uh, Healthy Fit Cheer, which will help you improve your jumps and your tumbling. And then the 10 top ways to prevent cheerleading injuries, along with our concussions, uh, our concussion interview series. Any of these free guides you can find available in the links below. And, uh, you know, if you have any questions, please reach out. You can always reach us at www.movebetterllc.com. Have a great day. Live life without deductions and keep cheering.